eventually, um, no one will be talking about channels and, and streaming in, in TV. It'll, it'll converge eventually, right? But it was very, very important that as viewers were increasingly watching not just catch-up TV, but on-demand TV, that that was a way we had to move. Hello and welcome to the Media Leader Podcast. Omar Oaks here. That voice you heard was ITB CEO Carolyn McCall, who spoke to me at our recent Future of Media event earlier this month. Dame Carolyn, as she apparently doesn't like to be called, was speaking to me about the upcoming launch of ITB streaming service ITVX. We get into who came up with the name ITVX, why they decided to go for a model where a lot of the new shows and films they're commissioning will go out on streaming first and broadcast TV second, which is of course the opposite of what broadcasters currently do, and what will be different for consumers and advertisers. I was surprised actually by what a candid interview it was. Um, McCall acknowledged that perhaps ITV's existing streaming service ITV Hub has been guilty of having too high of an ad load in the past. She was quite punchy about Netflix, which is, of course, launching a cheaper option with advertising soon. She suggested that Netflix coming onto Barb's measurement platform in the UK might not be enough to satisfy advertisers and the media agencies. And I thought what was also interesting was that she responded quite positively towards the end when I suggested that the UK's biggest broadcasters, ITV, Channel 4 and Sky, could actually make TV ad buying easier by collaborating and having some sort of joint sales offer. Thanks also for all the supportive messages I've had via email and social media about the launch of this podcast this week. We really appreciate it. Um, I did try to be funny on LinkedIn by saying, let's get ready to mumble. And then several people applauded me for coming up with such a great name for a podcast. I'm very sorry to announce that that is not the name of this podcast. It's still the Media Leader Podcast. But I agree, let's get ready to mumble works pretty well. Maybe we could do a spin-off if anyone's interested. Anyway, here's the interview with Carolyn McCall. I'd love to know what you think. I'll post my email and a link to a transcript in the show notes. But for now, here is my interview at the Future Media with Carolyn McCall. Welcome to our guest today, Carolyn McCall. Dame Carolyn McCall. Well, thank you for being with us. Carolyn McCall. <laughs> in case you uh, don't know, uh, Carolyn um, started her professional life as a teacher before gaining a master's degree in politics from the University of London and working at a construction company before she went into the world of media. Um, she joined Guardian Media Group as a research planner and then worked her way through the ranks where she eventually became CEO. She was then CEO of EasyJet for seven years and in January 2018 between, became the first female CEO of ITV. And during your time in nearly five years, you've launched BritBox, a joint venture with the BBC, the addressable buying platform Planet V. But now we're here to talk about ITVX. Another thing that you're launching. Yeah. Um, so thank you so much for being with us today at the Future of Media. Pleasure. Hello, everyone. Um, so I've got lots of questions for Carolyn, as you can imagine, but um, I'll try and keep an eye out for any questions that you in the audience would have. Obviously, we have lots of media buyers, advertisers, agencies in the audience. Um, please raise your hand and try, I'm trying to catch my eye. But Carolyn, can you reveal today when ITVX will launch? Yeah, it will coincide with the World Cup. <laughs> so that's Q4. We've been saying stoically Q4. So um, soon, very soon. The teams are very heads down at the moment, so we're not being more specific on a launch date. But it will coincide with the World Cup, which obviously is a massive, massive event, and people are really looking forward to it, and the build-up's already starting. So it will give us a fantastic opportunity, I think a great way to launch 
a platform. And I think one of the things we're saying very much, both to our viewers but also internally, is it's not about one launch day. It's about us really having a launch year right. because we're going to be developing and iterating uh, the platform as we go through and uh, the content as well. So, so, so do you have a plan for a phased approach, if you like, phase one, phase two? Yeah, look, I mean, it look amazing on day one because it's going to be such a step change away from ITV Hub. So many people in this room who probably used ITV Hub have been very frustrated with that at some stage or another. It was launched as a catch-up service, ITV Hub, about seven years ago before my time, but it was launched only really to get people to catch up. It was never really intended to be somewhere you would dwell. Um, and, um, and so we've had to really overhaul the technology and really create a fantastically strong platform, which we've built on the bones of Hub uh, and Hub Plus, which is the ad-free um, uh, way of viewing ITV Hub. Um, so it's going to be a massive. The functionality, the design, the user experience is going to be a massive step change. So users will see that. But what is important is that I think they, they also know that there is more to come. Like there's more functionality, there's more, there's more kind of delights to come in terms of how we make things easier to find and browsability and all of that. Okay, um, I've got lots of questions about that, as you can imagine. Um, but more broadly, I mean, I've heard you talk in the past about when you were approached about the ITV job by Baz, Peter Basilgetti, who yeah. was chairman until recently for many years at ITV. Well, until last week, actually. We're still grieving, but there you go. Uh, there you go. Um, as you approach five years in the job, I mean, you, you talked about, I heard you talk about with him the need for ITV to digitally transform. I mean, is this this kind of streaming service, ITVX, is that what you envisaged when you thought about the journey that ITV needed to take? Yeah, I mean, look, when I came in at, you know, five years ago, there was, there was a lot of investment in studios, which is fantastic, right? So it's a growth business, it's an amazing content business, and, and ITV commissions from it all the time, right? So it's quite integrated. But there was no investment really in technology or data or analytics. And when I asked to see, I mean, there are a few ITV people here and they, they might remember this, but I asked to see the head of uh, data because obviously EasyJet, you know, we were, our revenue management system was all data led and it was all demand driven and we were extremely kind of sophisticated at that. And we had one of the best in the world actually in terms of data management. And I said, can I see the kind of whoever runs data, data? And they sent Morty, Many, some people in the room will know Morty, who's our head of audience measurement and research. And I was going, no, 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 that's all very well about the viewers, that's grand, but what about all the data you're collecting? And there just wasn't any. And so that's the kind of extent of the transformation in five years. It's just a tiny example of how we had to bring in a huge amount of new capability. We couldn't have launched a streaming service five years ago. It was impossible. We had no platform. We had no capability. And we, we, we so my vision was definitely to go down this because it's not to say, for me, it's about in, it, eventually, um, no one will be talking about channels and, and streaming in, in TV. It'll, it'll converge eventually, right? But it was very, very important that as viewers, were increasingly watching not just catch-up TV, but on-demand TV, that that was a way we had to move. Mm. Uh, and BritBox was our kind of, it's not an experiment, it was an important thing to do because it's a collaboration with the PSBs, but it was a way of us really learning some of those subscription skills, for instance, and those digital skills. Actually, the BritBox team are incredibly involved in the launch of ITVX. So a lot of those people have, have are involved in the whole digital platform, which is AVOD, uh, you know, and, and SVOD. 
So Britbox has actually been quite crucial in it's how been you develop. It's been crucial, I think, also in changing the culture and, and changing the way people recognise the need for different capability and digital capability in particular. Okay. The X is quite prominent in your branding. Who came up with the name ITVX? Was that oh, we researched it. As you could imagine, we researched it to death. You know, it was plus or this or that. It just, viewers really liked it. First thing we did was actually look at non-ITV branding. So we actually thought, you know, if we really want to extend reach, do we actually look at something that doesn't have ITV in, that maybe has it as a, as a powering by ITV? And that, that didn't work, actually, for viewers. And I was really pleased that they really trusted ITV and they liked the brand. So the fact that we have 98%, well, 100% awareness in this country is extremely helpful to call it ITVX. But the X signified something different, something distinctive, something extra, something you know, something over and above, over the top. And I think that's why we went for it. So it researched very, very well. But we, we looked at a whole range of options on that. And when I say we do, do a good sizzle, I was being slightly ironic because we always do a good Obviously, we're, you know, we are in this game. But what I think is different about that is the range of programs. You wouldn't see on channel that range of programs um, because there's a teen drama in there, there's a Planet Earth kind of, you know, it, which is a, by a new company that we bought, a company we bought, which is a natural history company called Plimsoll, second, other than BBC Natural History, it's the second biggest in the world. So we'll be doing things like that, that we will put a lot of that on channel eventually so that we make the most out of the content, but we don't know how, how long the windows will be and we don't know whether we'll put all of that on channel. Because some of the things we'll commission for ITVX, so comedy, for instance, will and maybe tell me everything, might, might actually be sold globally um, to stream other streamers, but not in the UK. So it's, it's a really different model, actually, for content and content distribution, which is also exciting. But I think it's just, it is brilliant for viewers, because just remember, it is a free service. Everything you see there, which was all exclusive to ITVX, it's going to drop every week, something new, something different, something exclusive, won't be available on channel, won't be available on any other platform. They get it for free. If they want to go ad free, they can. They can subscribe to uh, ITVX Premium. Um, and have, but, you got, have you got details yet for pricing? I'm not, I don't think I'm allowed to say, obviously I know the pricing, but I don't think we're saying it. The one thing I will say is that if you're already an ITV Hub Plus user, which is 399, or you're a BritBox subscriber, five ninety nine. We will we will protect those rights for a period of time. So for quite a large period, long period of time, they will pay those 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 prices. Um, but it will be extremely keenly priced because we know it's hugely competitive out there for eyeballs. And our whole aim here, why it's so good, I think, for advertisers, we're very advertiser focused because this gives us a real opportunity to extend reach, which is why we're trying to get people who are users of ITV, they're familiar with ITV, but they're not frequent viewers of ITV. So we want to make sure that we can get those people in, but so extending reach. But also I think what's really important is that we can target people extremely uh, in a very granular way. So we're going to have something like 20,000 uh, uh, targetable audiences, uh, which are variable. So, um, which, I, which I think is, is, is an amazing thing. We can data match, we can do all of those things all very brand safe. So from an advertiser point of view, the, the other really big thing is ITV Hub had about 1,500 hours of content about nine months ago. When we launch in Q4, ITVX will have 9,000 plus hours of content 
all ad free, uh, all ad funded. Mm -hmm. So, and so what about um, the formats and buying opportunities? So we talked a lot about the content already. Are formats going to be quite radically different to what we've seen on Hub in the past, for example? How well, I, I think there are more opportunities. I think you know, with the, we, we, we've got ad labs, um, and I think the combination of Planet V, which is um, you know, all the agencies are already plugged into and are already using. But then the, the, we've got Ad Labs, which is looking at all the product opportunities with advertisers. So there's a really big opportunity, I think, for collaboration. And I know that's happening already. So, for instance, you know, pilot schemes at the moment are um, weather. So you'd be able to change the ads to just automatically, depending on what the weather's doing in the UK, north or south. So, so that, that's, that's something we've never been able to do before. Um, we're working very closely with our, a company that we own called Metavision, which is all about metaverse. We're doing some great work with John Lewis last year. They did I'm a Celebrity in the Metaverse as an extension of reach from, from, from ITV. So they were very involved in I'm a Celebrity with ITV. And then Metavision did them a whole meta um, mm. campaign in the metaverse. So, you know, there are just a lot of opportunities, I think, to, to, to talk to our teams, to kind of talk to them about what you, you want to see for advertisers. Um, not just us kind of standing, you know, sitting in a room coming out with what we think advertisers want. And this is incredibly important. This would be one of the biggest ad-funded services, uh, you know, in Europe, actually. Um, and so it's very, very important. I think we collaborate well with advertisers on what they want to see and what works for them. And what about the, um, the advertising experience for the consumer as well? I mean, um, we're, we're also speaking on the eve of talking about launches, about Netflix and Disney Plus launching sure. their own advertising-funded tiers. Mm -hmm. um, you must, I suppose, see an opportunity here, given that you, know, you obviously have a history as a commercial broadcaster of commissioning programs specifically made to have ad breaks in them, whereas I imagine Netflix is going to have to shoehorn in Ad break display advertising. I'm not sure they know how hard that is, actually. Um, yeah, I mean, you must see an opportunity, and maybe I mean, can you talk about through ITVX whether the advertising experience will be different? Is that do you see that as a as a competitive advantage? I think it's really, really important that we think very hard about the advertising experience, even though there will be we, you know, at the moment, um, one one things we all want to do is bring the ad load down, actually, right? So yeah. if you look at Hub, yeah. But that's not a bad thing. I think that's a good thing because it means user, users are more sticky, right? They will stay. And so, and the other thing I is think that, that, Sorry, just to be clear, is that a recognition that maybe the ad load was too high? Well, I think, I think when you've got only 1,500 hours uh, you know, of volume, then your inventory is more limited. Whereas we are now going to have a lot more inventory because of the 9,000 hours. And I think what's also very important for us is this dwell time that I keep referring to, which is you'll come in maybe for football, but there will be so much else we can say to you we know that you like. It, we'll be able to say to you, you know, we have a huge amount of um, true crime dramas. We, we, ITV has become very, very good at that genre. So we will be able to target people on that. So that sounds really obvious, but we're not doing that at the moment. That's not what we do. That will also help with inventory because you get more targeted in inventory. So I think I'm not... Look, I'm, I, I just think that we have to work out all the time uh, what what we can do for viewers in terms of ad load. They're expecting advertising and they're really happy with the advertising. That's one of the massive differences, I think, between 
uh, many other markets in the UK. The UK, a lot of the quality of the advertising is good. It's funny. It's intu- you know, it's, it kind of fits the program uh, or the genre or whatever. And so I think actually viewers are not resistant to advertising. But I think we do have to work hard to make sure they stick because the dwell time for us is very, very important. So we'll work with advertisers on that. Mm. And I suppose, um, can, I, can I glean from what you've just said in terms of um, cost per thousands that perhaps in the past, not just ITV, but all broadcast to video on demand in the UK, the pricing has maybe been prohibitively expensive for a lot of brands because maybe um, there isn't enough inventory. Well, I mean, I think, remember, we're, we're, even though we're not, you know, the, the, the regulation, because we're a PSB, um, there's, there's always going to be a, a, an amount of miniature. I know VOD is not the same as ITV1, but, but I think we respect the kind of, the, the rules. So we just have to be, we just, we're very mindful of that as well. So, no, I, just, I, I, it's, I don't think this is a change or a really big shift. I just think on streaming, You've got to have, I think, the, the way you, you think about the user experience is different to channel. And therefore, we have to have the people who understand that and who really work hard about all the times so that we're getting that balance right. But it is ad-funded. We welcome advertising and all advertisers. And actually, we've got about 250 brands that are digital only already. Uh, who don't use TV but use, use Vault. And are those through Planet V, the addressable platform? Yeah, very yeah. much so. Yeah. yeah. And... Um, Will there be, so you mentioned, you mentioned this a bit already, um, the opportunities for personalization and why it's important. So yeah. how, so Planet B, how, how do buying ads on ITBX fit into what's already there with Planet B, self-serve, addressable? It's just more, it's more, Planet V is the platform. That, that's what we're using. But we've also got InfoSum, which is a massive data bank where we're using data. We've also got a huge amount of first-party data. So it's, it's kind of more, it's just use, it's using the Planet V platform, but then kind of amplifying it because we have so much more that we can do and because the team are now, I think Reese is talking a bit later on, um, and I think he's doing the gaming session, but he's been hugely involved with the team at thinking about how we can product develop what we do on Planet V. And else, you know, so that so that we're using so that granularity. About I'll give you an example. I mean, um, Porsche have used us very successfully as a digital only avatars because what we do brilliantly, I think, is we still do mass simultaneous reach, fantastically, but better than anybody else. That's still very very important to advertisers, and many of them say where the, that you're the only place we can get that now, and therefore we will still nurture that. That's why we took no money away from our program budget on channel. The program budget on ITV1 and all the other channels stays, stays exactly the same. Um, we actually invested an extra £160 million in ITVX content, which is going to be digital first, and another £40 million in tech and data and analytics. So it's an incremental spend because we know that the channels are really important. But what you also get from us, Porsche is a good example I started saying, is they don't want mass simultaneous reach. They want men of a certain age who can afford a Porsche and are maybe aspirational, and they know exactly through data matching um, how they want to target, and they can use ITVX to do that, as they've used ITV Hub to do that. Mm. So, you know, it works really well. I mean, Uber have done that, and they've just actually taken out areas where they're very strong and only targeted areas where they're not as strong, for instance. So I just think there's so much opportunity um, many advertisers will use both, right? Because they'll need both for different parts of their 
of their marketing mix. Yeah, I mean, it's fascinating to hear you talking this way because um, just look, taking a step back and looking at how TV trading is now, I mean, um, I mean, do you recognize that, you know, we have this sort of peculiar TV trading system in the UK um, where it's actually led to the situation where we mentioned the World Cup, very kind of hot TV ad market this year, inflation yeah. has been quite high. Yeah. Um, we've, had, we've led to the situation where actually fewer people are watching your product as a result of, because as we come out of lockdown, fewer people are watching TV compared to before. But as a result, the price of all TV is actually inflating oh, yeah. rapidly, yeah. Um, which means advertisers are actually being forced to consider other channels. So we're in this odd situation where advertisers are being charged more for a product where demand is going down. So do you think, do you well, recognize that something needs yeah. to change and perhaps ITVX is... So I think, be, ca be careful about that. Only uh, media inflation is across the board. Every, you know, Google's got inflation. You know, posters will have inflation. Every, everyone's inflated, right? There, there is media inflation. So it's not just about TV. But we are extremely empathetic about TV inflation, right? So you're not going to get people just going in ITV, oh, well, it doesn't matter, pay more for less, basically. What, what we're trying to do, we work hard on that. There's nothing, not a lot we can do about that, partly because of CRR and ITV1, but also because even though audiences in TV are in long term, if you look at the CAGA of the audiences, they're going down 2 to 3% over the long term every year. That's obviously true because there's so much more choice for consumers. Um, actually, the value of those audiences are going up because they're harder to get to. Mm -hmm. They're harder to get to in one place at the same time. And that's where the US broadcasters are still making as much or more money on their linear channels as they ever were, even though their audiences are in decline because they are just harder to reach. So other markets have shown the way on this. And I think we just have to be mindful of that when we have a very, we can often have a very febrile debate about media inflation, particularly on TV. The return on investment on TV remains four times as great as any other media, right? So it's the value you're getting, the return on that investment. We're very transparent about measurement. It's brand safe. You know what you're getting. People are watching a whole ad, et cetera, et cetera. There's so much value in that. Um, and you mentioned measurement. I mean, we're, we're speaking the day after that it was announced that Netflix has become a Barb subscriber, um, as well as Disney, which is also a Barb subscriber mm -hmm. now as well, um, has been for some time. It's actually been an open secret. Um, but the first time in the, the audiences in the UK will be measured by the same company that's been measuring UK TV the last 40 years. Yeah. Um, so you must, be, you must welcome this and um, you must be wondering why when Amazon Prime and... And Apple TV. I think they probably all will eventually, but I mean, I think for, for, for Disney and Netflix, I don't think they had a choice because if they want to convince agencies that, you know, what they're doing is serious in terms, they have to be much more, they must, they have to disclose. They'll probably have to disclose much more than, than audience data going forward for agencies to really take them seriously as an advertising uh, medium. And uh, I think that's all a good thing. I think, you know, the more transparency we have, the better it is. Uh, I also... I'm not at all kind of um, negative about Netflix and Disney having an ad like tier because their models are very different to us. And the way we approach advertising is different to them. And, and, and I think their audiences are also very different. They are very complementary to us, in actual fact, Netflix. So um, I, I, I think they could help expand the TV market. And that's, that's what I think the aim should be, uh, rather than look at it as something that is a threat to the TV market. Nevertheless, I think it's, it, you know, put it this way, I think it's good for TV. 
because their sell is going to be, you know, what's the difference between Netflix and TV these days? Everyone's a streamer. Everyone's, you know, they've started doing weekly drops. Uh, you know, they, 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 they don't always drop everything at the same time. I mean, the, 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 the lines are blurring. And nevertheless, I mean, we, we began the conversation by talking about all the content that you were doing, much more compared to ITV Hub, but compared to these global streaming platforms, massive commission yeah, budgets the, that they but, have. So the key is in the global. I mean, we're not a global streaming platform. We yeah, never will yeah. be. We are an, a local national champion. All the £1.35 billion pounds that we're spending is only for the UK. Yeah. That's it. And it's all locally commissioned. And it is stories about Britain, largely, for British audiences. And they really, really like that. So when we do all our research, people don't say, oh, we'll take Netflix or ITV. They kind of go, we're going to use both because we really like what Netflix do, but we love what ITV does. So it's a really important point, that, which is, you know, what we do is so distinctively different to Netflix. And not, none of our stuff is on Netflix and vice versa. So it is hugely complementary. And, you know, I think actually all the streamers do a very different kind of content to ITV. Now, our dramas are the one thing that could probably go on a streamer and, and on ITV. Drama is the genre. I think that is completely fluid across those. But you look at the other stuff we do, daytime, we do live sport, we do, you know, our news, is, our news live news, very trusted, most trusted in the country, BBC and ITV news, et cetera, et cetera. There's so much that we do, uh, the soaps that are not you know, not what Netflix and Disney will do. And, and on many of those genres, probably we never will do. So it's, it's, quite, it's highly complementary. Yeah, that was very interesting. And you mentioned the media plan as well. And you know, we've, a lot of what we've heard at the Future of Media yesterday and a little bit this morning, the panels I've heard is the challenges that advertisers and their agencies have with managing the sheer complexity of the media landscape. Um, and looking at, you mentioned these big global platforms, it made me think of, Google and Facebook as well, and as yeah. well as being huge platforms with huge audiences, they've actually been incredibly successful in helping advertisers through training and having tools and just making it really easy for them to spend the budget with them. Mm -hmm. um, do you think that ITV broadcasters could maybe collaborate more and make it easier to buy TV? Well, I think you tell me. I mean, I, I think in, I hope that's what we're doing. And we've, you know, we've, we've come a long way, I think, from the old days of TV. I certainly hope so. I mean, I, my, my entire approach has always been, there are some people who've known me for many years that I can see here, has always been to work with advertisers to get the best outcomes for brands uh, and, and products, actually, not just brands. I mean, ITV is very, very good at selling product, right? It's not could just you, about brands. Could you see a world in the future in which, you know, we, we just had Ozone on the previous stage and they're a company which does, which pulls ad, digital ad sales for mm -hmm. the publishers in the UK. Yeah. Could you see some sort of thing happening in TV where, not yeah. everything, but for display advertising, for example, you could have a joint sales offer, make it easier? So I, I, I definitely can see something in the future uh, on the digital side. I think we already collaborate with them. So we do a huge number of... Um, webinars and training platforms and all sorts of things with the other broadcasters to get people to understand TV better, particularly in terms of trading and what the creative opportunities are. And, and I think Sky, Channel 4, us and Channel 5 work very, very well together on, on, on areas like that. And I can see there's, there, there's definitely more to come. Okay. Does anyone have any questions or observations for Carolyn McCall? We have one here. It's just around Apple. So Apple are obviously trolling around the major agencies at the moment around ad spend. 
you know, how do you view that in terms of affecting your business plan for the next couple of years? Because they're going to take money. And well, an ad spend isn't finite. No, definitely not finite. And I think it, you know, for us, that's why I say I think we need to be very, very strong at why TV is so effective and the outcomes are so powerful from TV advertising. And I think that that money should not be coming out of TV. That money should be coming out of other, you know, less effective media. So if Apple are coming in saying to you, you know, advertise with us on Apple, then that doesn't necessarily mean that should come from, from, from a TV budget. That can come from digital budget. It can come from posters. It can come from press. It can come from other places. And I think that's our job as well, to make sure that we are doing as much as we can with clients and agencies. And I think clients have an important role to play here uh, because they, you know, they're the ones with, who, are, who are under pressure on money, particularly now, going into next year and beyond. Um, but I think it's our jobs to make sure that that money doesn't come out of TV, to be honest with you. Does that answer your question? Um, question there and maybe at the front, and then two on this side. Thank you. Um, so you mentioned first party data and working with other parties to increase data. And I'm kind of wondering how important is targeting within the media, like the TV space? And what is your vision or next steps around increasing addressability. So were you talking about targeting on linear, did you mean? Um, it can be also um, streaming as well. No, no, I mean, targeting on streaming is a huge priority for us. And in fact, we're doing it now. I gave some examples. I gave Porsche and Uber's examples of that. Mm -hmm. They're only two out of you know, hundreds of examples of uh, campaigns that we're doing now that are um, highly targeted campaigns. I think the, the big thing for us is by having so much more volume on. We have 37 million registered users for ITV Hub. That's huge. So we have a lot of data. And the way we use that data, privacy is all important. We, we're, very, we're very careful with that data. I think advertisers know that. And so therefore, I think the potential for using that even more going forward is very, very high. And what, we're doing a huge amount of work with Boots, for instance. Um, I, I think I can say that. Um, and, and with many other large advertisers who've also got massive sets of data. Um, and, and that's a real opportunity for both, both, both partners. Question from Ella, my colleague. Hey, thanks. Um, I just had a question. I think one of the big topics at this conference has been about around diversification of content, ad formats, audiences. And I just wondered what, uh, from your perspective, might ITV's priority be when it comes to diversifying um, audiences, revenue streams, or what do you think is the most important element in terms of diversification? So, I mean, as a group, we're already now highly diversified. So I think our content business now takes two billion quid of revenue. So that's ITV Studios, uh, which is about the same as the ad revenue business. But one of our key priorities in the ad business, uh, which is media and entertainment, is we call it, is, 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 it's funded by advertising. Um, a key priority there has been diversifying those revenues um, into digital, which is a growth business. So AVOD is an incredibly important priority for us. And that's also one of the, I mean, that's the key, you know, it's a key reason for ITVX. It is AVOD-led. Um, it gives us a huge amount of other opportunity. And I think it helps us diversify audiences as well. Now, we're not unrealistic. We're not trying to say that by launching ITVX, we're going to suddenly get a load of under 25s. That would be ridiculous, right? Uh, 
so what we are trying to say is that we will get a lot of under-35s on a lot of those programmes that are absolutely relevant to them. So one of the things Omar was talking about was, you know, audience decline. But actually what we found is our flagship brands, you know, whether it's I'm a Celebrity, Saturday Night Takeaway, you, you name the big shows and you know them, Love Island, obviously, Big Brother coming next year, they will all have high penetrations, 16 to 34. So if you want that audience, which is very elusive, those big shows are going to give it to you anyway. But we are still trying to diversify beyond that by doing shows like Tell Me Everything, which is a kind of, I'm not allowed to say teen drama, but it is. It's a coming of age drama, right? Um, that will appeal to a very different set of people. And we would never have been able to run that on ITV1 because the audience, we need to get big, big, big audiences on ITV1, right, for advertisers. And we are very focused on that. But it allows us to experiment on comedy and other things to diversify audiences, which is very important to advertisers. So it's, it's a virtual circle, I, I see it. I think it, what's good for the viewer is good for the advertiser. Great question, thank you. I think we've got time for one more here. Um, hi, I'm Vince from Kantar, so naturally I've had a bit of a measurement head on while you've been talking. Um, it's really good to hear how positive you are about collaboration and you know, how ITV can be complementary with the other subscription platforms. But yesterday we spoke a lot about attention and I'm just thinking, surely you still see some of them as competitors. Um, you're gonna be up against other advertisers to be getting space and you know, trying to get them to choose you over other ones in cases. So who do you see as your short-term, long-term competitors when ITVX launches? Okay, so I mean, I, th I think I, I see this very broadly. I think our competitor set is actually not other broadcasters at all. I think our competitor set is any other player with content that's taking eyeballs away from us. And I've said that from day one. I'm used to competing, um, you know, broadly, really, um, in markets. And I think when, as much in Facebook, uh, you know, we're as much in competition with Facebook, Google, and TikTok as we are with the streamers for audiences, because that's where the game is. It's all about getting those audiences in. It doesn't matter how good your content is, if you haven't marketed it properly, and you haven't targeted it properly, uh, you won't get the viewers, and therefore you won't get as much advertising. So for me, it's all about attracting those viewers to the content that we have, so we're in competition with anything uh, that uh, takes eyeballs away from us. Thank you for your questions, and thank you so much to Carolyn McCall for joining us today. Thank Great you pleasure. very much. Thanks again for listening to the Media Leader podcast, and there's more of where that came from on our website. The-media-leader.com is our website. You can sign up to our daily newsletter in the UK and weekly roundup of media in the US. You can also find us on YouTube where we are posting video interviews and clips from our live events, our LinkedIn page where people like to comment on the things that we're posting, and Twitter where all our stuff is pretty much pumped out like a beautiful fountain of media industry content. That's it. Catch you next time. Bye-bye.